The piece is Malone's big domain lie is crashing Silicon Valley speculators who believe in bio-AI. Now, if you don't know what bio-AI is, well, then George can explain it to you. But if you... if And why it's having an effect... Well, what you need to understand is, you know, all these things that we hear about, all of these biologics, as they call them, that treat this or treat that, uh, you know, the pharmaceuticals are always uh, marketing new stuff. Um, these drugs come to market after they have you, first you got to create them. Then you got to test them to see if they actually do what they supposedly do what they're supposed to do. And then after you test them, then you got to figure out how to make them and how to distribute them. So it is a risky venture. And if you don't know what you're doing, especially if you're investing in this stuff, you're going to you, you, you lose you could lose lots and lots and lots of, of, of cash here. What people don't understand, or what they don't comprehend, I guess I would say, is the interrelatedness of all this stuff. How is it? that the corona doom interrelated with the Pfizer jab, which interrelated with Sam Bankman-Fried, who interrelated with Silicon Valley Bank, who interrelates with Robert Malone. You're going to find out. But, but, but by the way, Maggie was showing me before she got banned, before she was heroically banned... <laughs> from Twitter. Who put the picture up? Maybe I can find it. Of Sam Bankman-Fried and the two dudes, the, the CEO and the COO of Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, okay. So, because uh, that's something. It, 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 there's a connection right there. Why is that? And, uh, by, by the way, and I want to. We'll talk about this in the final uh, hour of the program. This is from the New York Post. What is that? I, it, it's feedback from this stupid microphone, which has never done this in 31 years of using it. It must just be where it's at. Pope Francis, gender ideology is one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations. Be careful, that's what got me banned. This is what got Maggie kicked off of Twitter for 12 hours. I think you should do it again. Maybe I'll try it. When I get back on, I will. <laughs> uh, we're waiting for the market. The market opens in 10 seconds. And uh, I can see... The, um, all right, it, it, the, the Dow's down minus 341 uh, uh, points here. As you can see, okay, so market's officially open. What are they clapping for? Some, some, some people named Ireland INC are clapping. I'm back. What, you're back? They let me back in. James Martin dropped his... <laughs> hey, let's go to the... Um, Streamyard hotline here. Are, are are you ready for uh, for NDI? Are you ready for uh, for George for George Webb? On you? No, yeah. Because you got you didn't turn on your thing. What do you mean I didn't turn it on? 
Hang on a second, George. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being told that I'm a shoddy producer, that I am a shoddy prepper and a shoddy producer, and that I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You get <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I will just a second, dear. I, let me remove myself from the. Well, if I do that, then he can't solo layout. I am usually spot on. Uh, there we go. All right, there we go. All right, George Webb is there. All right, George. We usually are prepared for this stuff. I just was not quite prepared today. How are you? I'm great. I, I caught your earlier uh, monologue and news about Silicon Valley Bank and the San Francisco Fed, and I. I wonder how Wall Street Journal missed the fact that Greg Becker, who runs Silicon Valley Bank, was also a director until Friday of the San Francisco Fed. I just wonder how they missed the, the little... <laughs> how do they miss this? <laughs> well, I'm sure it was an accident. I, it was just a small oversight. Uh, and the reason I, I used the journal, as I was saying, I've been using the, I've been subscribing to the journal since 1990. I mean, they, they owe me. They should pay me to subscribe. Um, and I was citing them because I read Paul Chagot. I read Kimberly Strassel. Uh, I've always liked Daniel Henry. He's always seemed to be kind of level-headed, one of the le more level-headed. Some of them, I mean, they have neoconish tendencies from time to time, and they're all about big, uh, big, big. Um, uh, and that's their fault. But it doesn't mean they're not smart, and it doesn't mean they're not connected. They don't know what they're talking about. So the Wall Street Journal editorial board gets together and tells me that what happened yesterday is a bailout, then it's a bailout. Yeah, I, I, I like the Wall Street Journal. I mean, I, Joe Rago, I did a couple of stories on him, and he was blowing the whistle on the Clinton Foundation running biolabs in Russia and Pakistan. So I, I have a lot of respect uh, for the Wall Street Journal. I just said in this particular case, you know, you were talking about how did the San Francisco Fed miss Silicon Valley Bank? And it's because the same guy who was the director there was also running the bank. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like the, the fox running the head house. So that was that was what was going on there. All right. You're going to have to explain to our listeners, uh, George, because I started reading your piece on Saturday. I didn't finish it. And I'm still not completely finished it. I didn't make my way through it. Uh, completely until today, because there's so much that's there. So I'm trying to understand how does Malone? Or f or first of all, why Robert Malone? It seems to be that you're the only one that's on this, um, that is on uh, the the jab awareness team. If you a team team team, team non jab, that is contra George Malone. Uh, you've done some reporting on Malone. Uh, yeah. And this piece is do Malone's big domain, D-O-M-A-N-E. I've never even heard of domain, so you caught me completely flat-footed. Can, can you help? Can you explain? Uh, well, there's two. I wrote a, another substack for you this morning, uh, and I, I got mixed up on the daylight savings, so I wrote it an <laughs> hour early. <laughs> so like everybody else, we're all thrown off by this daylight savings. Um but it's it, it's kind of an intro into that article because there are two other people that are, are really well known 
One's Dr. Peter Bregan, who stopped lobotomies, stopped shock therapies, stopped psychotropic drugs, stopped uh, this uh, Ritalin for kids. I mean, he's 50 years. He's an institution. Robert Malone suing him for 25 million. And then there's Dr. Jane Ruby, who shepherded a lot of, uh, of, of drug trials. And she, so she's an insider and she knows she's not a PhD in uh, virology, but she's also being sued for 25 million by Bob Malone. So the insiders who kind of the totos who pulled back the curtain are the ones that are getting their butts sued right now. Um, but, you know, I wrote another article which may have some great graphics that you want to share because it actually goes to last night's Academy Award winner. And uh, if you know, it's every- I'm looking at I, I'm looking at, I have two monitors here. Uh, you want me to click over? You got it. Okay. Producer got it. extraordinaire has it. Shuang uh, <laughs> Sarah Wu, everywhere all at once, Biogen is what you put on the graphic. Yep. You're not going to believe it, but this is maybe the story uh, of the Academy Award winner that we were already working on, Jordan Walker's boss at Pfizer. Remember they present the org chart, yep. Jordan yes. Walker? Yes. <laughs> His boss is Shuang Sarah Wu, and it may be the story, and this, hold on to your hats on this story, it may be the story of The Dirty Laundry, and that's the, the, the movie that won the Academy Awards, swept the Academy Awards last night, everywhere, everything, all at once. Now, I will connect the dots here. <laughs> I okay, know this. First of all, everywhere all at once, the description that I got at the New York Times today was that this was uh, some sort of wild ride filled with sex toys and stuff. And I'm going, oh, of course, throw the, uh, throw the award ceremony, throw all the accolades that you can at perverts who make them. I never even heard of this movie. Did you heard of this movie, Everywhere All at Once? Well, you know, actually, we've been waiting for it. Um, we oh. didn't know what the movie was going to be called, but there was a conference and trust me on this one, CIA conference, right? Uh, This Biogen conference 2020, where all of these, um, all of these biotech guys come in from all over the world and they have the major drug companies. I mean, they're all the top, top people, right? And then all these different beautiful Asian women, come from China who are all sick with coronavirus. Okay. And this is the setting of the super spreader event, the Biogen conference. It's on February the 26th and 27th of 2020. And Bob Malone is at that conference. And Bob Malone uh, and his partner from the Lincoln Lab at MIT deliver a pitch about uh, you know using computers to spit out vaccines, basically. So that's not really the the juice of the movie. The movie is all these um, uh, all these uh, laundry. So Jamie Lee Curtis got best supporting actress. She has all this laundry, uh, a dirty laundry, and they can't find the owners of the dirty laundry. And they and she says every one of these pieces of dirty laundry, like so, you know, like Bill Clinton dirty laundry, like soiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to understand. <laughs> now I know why they gave it an award. Yeah. Now they, she has to, she's been given the detective job of finding who owns these, all these pants. And we, I'm not, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I believe all the pants are from one weekend conference. Um, like a conference. Um, and 
the guys for some reason are all well and they're not for some reason they want to hide the evidence and they're running them over to this bio but then they all leave for some reason we don't know the why in the story and she has to go into all the dirty laundry literally to figure out who these pants belong to and it leads into a, a wild psycho action adventure where she becomes a superhero with superpowers and she can time travel and all this so it kind of takes a departure from reality there but my side of the story is actually the real side of the story um, and the and uh, the person who uh, won the academy award is shuang uh wu is shuang um Sarah Wu. Now, now you're going to have to do baby steps here. Okay. Shwang Sarah Wu was Tristan Jordan Walker's boss, but Shwang, now I only noticed from reading your Substack, Shwang Sarah Wu changed her name in 2018. Do, do I have that right? No, uh, she she created 31 different LinkedIn profiles. I don't know if you have the uh, graphics. Okay. Yeah, I got them. Yeah, if you pull the graphics up and make me small because nobody wants to see me, everybody wants to see Shuang Wu. She's a beautiful young Asian woman. <laughs> so nobody wants to see me. Trust me, if you, if you have the choice with Shuang Wu and me, that's an easy one. <laughs> okay, well, I, the uh, my lovely producer there in the other room, we have all the graphics. We're good. Okay. So, okay. okay, so I see there are 31, uh, 31 LinkedIn profiles, 99 COVID cases, one pandemic story you will never forget. Shuang Sarah Wu is the Biogen runner. So this is this is Blade Runner with disease. Yep. And she, and and we actually found her and found her real picture, and you'll see it. It's the last picture in the Substack of her real profile. And her real profile is she worked at Biogen as a biostatistician. So maybe I'm just seeing me, and you're putting up the graphics. So hopefully. <laughs> It won't be just me and the movie. No, here, no, no. It's it, it, we're we're alternating back and forth. So oh, I see her, her, her the the photograph. I love the respect biostatisticians receive a biogen. My opinions are welcomed and recognized. And I read that and I go, you're developing drugs that do things. It doesn't matter if you have an. I don't. Who cares about your opinion? What facts are you bringing to the table? What an engineering process or what testing process? That's. Testing something like that is an objective thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, and it gets better. Trust me. <laughs> this story gets really good really fast. Because if you, if there's one of two things that, why someone who, oh, first of all, let me set the stage over at Pfizer. Okay. Okay. I, everybody knows I gave James O'Keefe the two Jordan Walker papers that talked about putting, um, mRNA on a fast track for developing vaccines and then developing therapeutics. Okay. So everybody knows about that from our last discussion. Go watch our last yes. interview. Yes. Right? Okay. yes. Okay. Now we're going to go one up the chain here. So this is baby steps. And I realize this is, gets complicated. But now she, Chuang Wu, does the same thing, one for viruses and one for vaccines. But she does it for inside of Pfizer. So she takes the Boston Consulting Group stuff that Jordan Walker wrote, which is vaccines and viruses should be mRNA. Okay. okay. And then she punches it through with a, with a paper called Accelerating Something. But anyway, it's, it's called Lightspeed. When it gets inside of Pfizer, it's called Lightspeed. And then there's Lightspeed 2, which is the sequel, which is now we should do this for all the therapeutics. So 
that's where the really big money is because kind of COVID vaccines are going to go away. But then the big money is for people who have long-term conditions like diabetes or heart conditions or cancer or whatever. So she writes Lightspeed 1 and 2, so vaccines and therapeutics. So Jordan Walker, BCG, vaccines, therapeutics, and now a little bit later, she writes vaccines, therapeutics. So we have a pattern going here, which okay. is they want all the vaccines and therapeutics over to mRNA. Okay. So how are they going to do that? How are they going to entrap all 175 different bioexecutives who don't want to do vaccines and therapeutics with mRNA? How are they going to compromise them all in one weekend? Okay. And that's this Biogen conference. It happens about three months before. Now, this is where I put a, a stop on reporting. And now we're getting into high octane speculation now. Okay. I like I don't high get... octane speculation. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of octane on a lot of laundry here. <laughs> so we're, we're not at unleaded 87 octane. We're at 101. We're at jet fuel now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, this gets good quick. Okay. We don't know what role she played or if they brought in 30 women with these 31 profiles. And she might not know that this all happened to this conference, but we have, we are, I went to Cambridge several times. I've been interviewed people uh, down by the hotel. I went to this wharf hotel, this Marriott. We are interviewing people and collecting the data uh, that there was a large contingent of beautiful Asian scientist women, in addition to the traditional European and American White guys. Now, now, let me stop George Webb, the journalist right here, independent okay. journalist. Let me stop you right there. Asian women aren't the same as Murican women. Asian women, now, I'm not saying that they can't be scientists, but Asian women don't have that kind of entree vous into universities and what have you that they give to the men. Uh, because it is, by and large, especially in China, as Trump would say, and uh, in, in China, it is it is by and large a patriarchal society and system. So why would the Chinese have a bunch of Asian babes running around that, that could be doing what Asian babes do uh, and white lab coats acting as scientists? That's the first red flag that goes up for me. 30? <laughs> you well, 30? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you got it. It all surrounds... Uh, uh, this MIT Lincoln lab in, in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And then there's a Harvard lab there too. The Harvard lab is the Lieber trial. This is the MIT side. Uh, the last time you were on the Lincoln lab came up with James O'Keefe. Okay. Yes. Same lab, okay. same one that gets Bob Malone, all of his purchase orders. The guy named Rick A is at the Lincoln lab, R I C K E. So the, the key person here may be that's wrangling all these women over. And again, high-octane speculation, but her name is uh, Lily Lee. She runs a, the, a, the AI lab at MIT. But the gist of Bob Malone's presentation was AI, you know, that's invading our lives from everywhere, is also going to be the new drug developer. AI is going to not only write poetry and do your new artwork and all this other thing, it's also going to develop new drugs. And the domain program is that AI program to develop new drugs. Okay, so this, now I understand. All right. See, this is where domain comes in. It's uh, discovery of um, countermeasures for newly emerging uh, pathogens. Okay. 
the whole conference is about how you guys should be doing AI for drug development. Now, they're also going to compromise these guys, potentially, with these Asian beautiful scientists under the ruse of they need, they want to come to America. Mm. Now we get Eddie Murphy coming to America. But the- <laughs> <laughs> so why'd you pick Eddie Murphy? Why not Arsenio Hall? Oh. Everybody <laughs> forgot Arsenio Hall's the one that came to America. <laughs> oh, okay, right. When well, Arsenio Hall came to America and Eddie Murphy worked on him and made him an American, or I have that backwards. Yeah. In any event, um, all right, George Webb's, uh, here's where I want all of you to go. George Webb Task Force Orange Journal is what we are talking about here. And, and georgewebb.substack.com will take you there, okay. too. Okay, georgewebb.substack.com. Okay. Co-star is a Project Veritas Pfizer drama inspire an Academy Award winner that sweeps the Oscars. Now, is that high jet fuel speculation? or Because you said you were waiting for this film to come out. Well, we thought that the we thought the CIA basically was behind it. These two people couldn't possibly bring in all 175 people that could be swung over to mRNA and all entrapped if it wasn't being run from a kind of a high level. Okay. Okay, that's the fundamental premise here, and that might not be true. It could be just Jordan Walker and Shuang Wang swinging all 175 top executives around the world to come into Boston and swinging them over to mRNA. But it probably not. <laughs> no, I believe in central demonic casting, that these people aren't smart. They think with a, a, a ethereal, uh, otherworldly, uh, angelic brain that that's where they get their marching orders from because that explains, that, because they're not smart. These people are not smart. And they would have tripped themselves up so many uh, times. There's no way that using their intellect and their real-world skills, which they don't have any, because they've grown up in pampered, I mean, they've been raised in pampered environments. These people aren't worldly smart. They're idiots. If they can walk down a sidewalk, they'll trip over a piece of chewing gum. So they're not smart people. So, yeah, someone is doing the thinking for them. I completely agree. We may disagree. I say it's, 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 I say it's Madonna's Kabbalah, Bill Gates sacrificing children up to Lucifer. You may say it's the CIA, but maybe they're the same. But yeah, there's a central, central economic, there's a central caster. I completely agree. Well, Klaus Schwab is very uh, the CEO of of World Econ- of Boston Consulting Group that kind of put this conference on with Biogen is controlled by Klaus Schwab. Christoph Schweitzer is the CEO. We talked about this last time, right? It is a WEF event. You know, it's, it's basically operation. Some people call it operation choke point. Some people uh, call it different things. But the idea is entrap everybody at once and make this mass formation psychosis movement over to mRNA. So you after this, when we know we have your Bill Clinton pants, OK, at the dry cleaner, you're going to play ball with us when we say mRNA is great. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. I get it now. I get it now. Okay, now I've connected the dots. Okay, I get it. Um, wow. Oh, uh, unpack. Oh, the suitcase on the area. I, I want to take some more clothes out. All right. Yeah. All right. Make sure you launder your clothes before you come home <laughs> from the conference. No, 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 because this, uh, my, uh, ever, uh, guest I interviewed from time to time. He's an author. His name is E. Michael Jones. E. Michael Jones said, Mike, everyone thinks that this Epstein guy, that this is all about uh, the, the sex and all that. And it wasn't. At the end of the day, it's about the pictures they took, that Epstein was leading these men 
to these rooms so they could take the pictures with the underage girls and then blackmail them. The whole thing was a blackmail sting operation. What you're describing here is a blackmail sting operation. Same yes. thing. Yes. The CIA ran one called Operation Midnight Climax in the 50s, and really it's been a variation of Operation Midnight Climax ever since. Um, I, their words, not mine. I can't. <laughs> I was going to say Midnight Climax. Gee, how... <laughs> Can you tell me what it's about? <laughs> not, not my not my choice of words. But anyway, if this is that operation or not, we'll see. But it is interesting how um, how all of the top execs do go there. And then there's a follow-on conference the next week for investing in biotech. And I'll connect this to Silicon Valley Bank. I know this is going to seem so wild, but I will, uh, to the uh, two different uh, investment arms at Silicon Valley Bank. One's called the Boston Group or the Boston Private Group or the Boston Private Bank arm of Silicon Valley Bank. Even though you think of it as West Coast, they had this biotech investment arm uh, there in, in Cambridge in Boston. Okay. And the other one is called um, uh, uh, Lee Rink uh, or Lear Rink, L-E-E-R-I-N-K. Okay. And that's also a a Boston-focused biotech that Boston Consulting Group consults on for mergers, acquisitions, and so forth uh, for Silicon Valley Bank. Um, and these people have ties. All three people we're going to discuss have ties to Silicon Valley Bank and and these investment vehicles. Okay. Through through Jeff Epstein and and not Jeff Epstein. I'm sorry, Jeff Bezos and Alexa, the the company Alexa that you talk into. You know, not, say, not me. I ain't keeping one in my house. Well, they are. <laughs> well, I mean, I do have one. <laughs> CIA's listening right now. Hi, guys. You know, I always say, FBI, you know, uh, this is just purely hypothetical here. <laughs> All this is hypothetical. Um, well, anyway, okay. Uh, this this is, uh, we'll tie it back in a later episode because it's too much for one. But but just so people can start doing their research on, on Learink investment into biotech for Silicon Valley Bank. And when people see that this Greg guy was both the guy running San Francisco Fed, like you said, and owned Silicon Valley Bank, it seems like an inside job right from the beginning. But anyway, they have to get everybody there. But then they have this investment conference on the following Monday. So it's on like uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is the Biogen conference. Then there's this weekend in Boston. It's kind of cold. So it's, you know, there's not many places to go down by the seaport. And then there's this investment conference. Anyway, the whole movie, the you you see the whole movie from the side of the view of the person who has to do the laundry after the weekend's over. Okay. Uh, so uh, what's her name? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is assigning her and saying, figure out the story behind this pile of laundry. Right. And this Asian gal is running off and figuring it out. Okay. Having, that's Michelle Wynn. Yeah. She won an Oscar, too. Yep. Yeah. It swept them all. Okay. It swept them all. Right. So, so, and, and where that goes, I don't, I haven't seen the movie yet, but we've been expecting this part of the movie as the launch pad of the movie. Um, and the other, the other side of this is how did the Bill Clinton pants become Bill Clinton pants? <laughs> okay. So you have to have an, you have to have a mechanism here. You have to have something that actually occurred. Okay. You have to have a lot of schwang woo going on. A lot of schwang <laughs> woo. <laughs> now, now, now let me, let, okay, first of all, uh, I have a funny question. 
Do you have one of those cork boards in your office that has, and you put the pictures up there, and then you with the push pins, and you take the red yarn and you connect them in between? I used to uh, about four or five years ago. They call those crime boards. Because there's a lot to keep uh, up with, George. I, I mean, seriously, I would be confused if I didn't have it right here in front of me. I'd be going like, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down. Remember, I'm not gone outside of the, the characters that Project Veritas put up on their original chart. And Bob Malone called in from Sweden, from from the place where they give away the Nobel Prizes in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. He, he called in that night and said, these are definitely people that are the top, top people in Pfizer, doing drug discovery at Pfizer. So he was in on it right from the beginning. Um so, so I'm just working their, their org chart, nobody else, okay? Okay, All so right. it seems you just to back up, if you're wondering, you're talking about the Robert Malone, our, our champion Santa Claus-looking hero? Uh, apparently, yes. Bob, Robert Malone is not who we thought Robert Malone was. You know, he's been out there with, as the inventor of mRNA, a claim that either you or James O'Keefe has been kind of a, a challenging going like, dude, you didn't invent and you didn't patent mRNA. Uh, you keep saying that you did, but uh, and I forget who is it is. It's not Corbett. Someone else is, is, is on this going like he doesn't own the patent, um, but he's an opponent of the vaccine, which do, uh, the Pfizer jab, which doesn't make any sense. Because at the same time, he, he says that he, if he had to do it all over again, he would tamp down his research on mRNA. But now you're telling us and our listeners and our viewers, you're telling us that, in fact, Dr. Robert Malone, and, and, he, and this is even worse. It's not even humans that are manipulating the mRNA. He wants a computer AI program to do it and is trying to convince people, hey, Throw $100 billion at me, and we don't even need mad scientists anymore because the AI will do it for us. Am I understanding this? Yeah. Now, he was a proponent of mRNA until the summer of 2021. He and his wife both said it would save millions of lives. Okay. But But he flips over when he does a lawsuit in the middle district of Florida. Uh, for a whole bunch of veterans uh, saying they've been vaccine injured. So he kind of flips in one night to become the defender uh, through filing this lawsuit. And then he goes on Joe Rogan in December and really cements it. Kind of, he kind of creates a mass formation psychosis around the fact he's the, the big defender. But up until that point, he was a proponent until summer of 2021. And, and at no point here am I saying Bob Malone's an evil person or not a very smart guy. And I'm not taking anything away from him on DNA vaccines or RNA vaccines. Tremendously smart guy. I'm just saying he's a part of an, of an operation here. Okay. Which is to move stuff over to stuff owned by this cabal, this DARPA technology, um, DARPA and DTRA technology uh, called ADEPT. And ADEPT became, uh, ADEPT became mRNA. So by controlling or, or creating a choke point for all future vaccines and by creating a choke po- point for all future therapeutics, you'll have to go through DARPA and DTRA for the license. Bill Gates did exactly the same thing, if you remember, with computer operating systems. He used to write a computer program. It would go onto the PC. There was no operating system. There was no middleman. There was no choke point, but then Bill Gates came in and wrote the operating system. Now you had to write to Windows, and then Windows wrote to the hardware. 
right? So Windows became this choke point. This is the same operation choke point for development of drugs, all drugs, vaccines and therapeutics. It's interesting that uh, with the Gates thing there, just a quick sidebar here. It's Mike Churchill on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be, a special guest, uh, georgewebb.substack.com. George Webb, really good guy, really, really good guy. Let me give you a chump. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. George, where are you, George? George, George, love you, George. George, good, good guy, good guy. Uh, Steve Jobs. I know people have things about Steve. I'm a Mac. I've never used a PC, and I never will because of Steve. I bought my first Mac in 1989. They called it. I called it the Pizza Box, an LC2. And I have been a Mac and Mac OS guy the whole time. I, I've, I've read Walter Isaacson, Isaacson's book about Steve. Uh, I've read it cover to cover. I've read articles. I followed Steve. Steve was not an out. Uh, no, Steve yet yeah, became a multi bazillionaire. Um, but Steve also, in his own personal life, you know, he kind of had some really, he was just a jackass. Uh, but he kind of, he, he got softened up when he had children. And at the end of his life, you know, Steve died with a loving family around his bed and told them, don't, <laughs> don't follow Gates and those guys. Don't do what I, what I did. Steve, though, Stephen Wozniak stood in between Gates. I mean, these were generally, gen, gen, genuinely were two upstart, I mean, just nerds from Cupertino, California, uh, you know, doing ham uh, computer operations in a garage. People don't know this story. It's been a good thing for a George Webb investigation or just a, a, a substack on. Gates does not advance to the level that he advances to, though, until John Scully, who used to be the Coca-Cola CEO, gets hired by Apple as CEO, and he makes the deal, the worst deal in business history, he licenses the Mac GUI to Gates. This is what kicks Windblows, as they call it, out of its disk DOS age and puts it in your on your screen so that you can touch and click things like you could, like you can on a Mac. So uh, Steve was like the backstop against against uh, Gates. Uh, all this time, there's no indication to me that Steve was 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 one of these world pedo travelers, as Gates most certainly is. So I just when you when you brought Gates up, yeah, and there was an antithesis, and he's gone. <laughs> there's no yeah, one. There's no one contra Gates now in the computer world. He owns it. I had the chance to meet Steve uh, Jobs when he was at the University of Oregon. When he was at Next, he had left. He'd been forced out again. I know all about, about Next. <laughs> yeah, which failed, yeah. by the way. But yeah, kind of, yeah. Go ahead, tell you the story. But he almost—he he was in workstations like I was at Sun, and he almost did it uh, if he could have got it going. Uh, but he—he he did the demo by himself. He was all by himself. He set up the computer equipment by himself. I interviewed him for a good twenty minutes after he finished. He was—I was like, there was like thirty people there. He was the nicest guy. He was very. I asked him about the road, uh, the journey as a reward, and he said, "Oh, there were so many mistakes in that book. It wasn't. It was." crap basically so he's a good guy and i think he definitely was the guy they had to get out of the way because he didn't want encryption for the iphone he didn't want all the back doors and that is like telling the the big brother <laughs> you know we're not you know he literally he was the guy who threw the the hammer through the the big brother the screen of the big brother commercial right yeah and 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 it took windows if you remember till 1995 it took 
3.0 was the first Windows at work. It took 11 years later to get a, a working Windows. Uh, and a lot of people say that if Jobs hadn't put uh, uh, the Word and uh, paint, he had Paint and he had Word and then Excel, if he hadn't brought those over to Windows, Windows would have had a tar hard time uh, getting acceptance because VisiCalc, yeah, you had to be kind of a, a, a function key. Anyway, we're getting into history of computers, but I, I do know the job story very well. And uh, I, I should probably do my angle on it at some point. But Jobs was definitely one of those kind of guys where he, he, was, he was not really suspect or susceptible to um, compromise because all the women wanted to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> so he, didn't, he, he never had a problem with that. He was always the playboy. You know, everybody, all the women always wanted to be with Steve Jobs. So, so they had a hard time with Jobs because they couldn't ha get a handle on him, I think. This, it's a, I, I realize that that was a serious sidebar, but two old nerds here could talk com uh, Apple computers and uh, about Steve. I thought, by the way, that Michael Fassbender just nailed him in the Jobs movie, that he was just, re he, he gave both sides that, mer that kind of mercurial uh, jackass side, and then the other side with, the, with, with his daughter, and my, my favorite scene in that film was, I'm going on this, Jeff, talking to Jeff Raskett, I'm going on the stage in two hours, it's going to say hello. <laughs> I'm going like this. They like use a ventriloquist voice from the background. All right, let's get back to George's uh, 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 your article here because there's still a lot to unpack. So, Domain is Malone's company or his creation. Uh, it's actually a, it's, it's a classified product from the Lincoln Lab. Um, so it's it's a company called Lados L E I D O S who's got a long history CIA history going all the way back to the U two and the earliest satellites, so it's a, it's a long history at the Lincoln Lab, and that's their program their AI program. Uh, Lily Lee uh, runs the AI group there. Um, this is their baby. They're going to use this to come up with new drugs for this new thing that's coming, which is coronavirus, right? Okay. So, so all the world's smartest guys and, and women, some, mostly men, though, uh, come there uh, for a big conference, this Biogen conference. And it's been written about as the super spreader conference that went on the first 99 here, like sort of the, the 99 chosen ones. I, I see that in your piece. I didn't know that until today. Yeah, they, they create or are, have been attributed by CDC for launching 300,000 coronavirus uh, pretty early on uh, cases. So this is the super spreader event of about 2% of all U.S. Uh, 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 coronavirus. So if people don't know it, they should know it now because of this everywhere. You, you, you get it everywhere, everyone, all at once, <laughs> like a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, yeah. I never, I, when I woke, woke up this morning and I saw the Academy Awards and I saw that this movie, I'm like, I never even heard of this movie. I, I, I the, the thing that stood out to me was the sex capade story, which they did, the New York Times didn't get into any details. So it wasn't until I, I saw your, uh, your Substack here and, and listening to you that I have any knowledge of this. But, you know, they do this, but the, the technologies are introduced in films. And it's leaked to filmmakers. You're going like, okay, you can't tell anyone where you got this, but this is actually going to be a thing. You can go in. We'll even tell you how to make it. We'll, we'll tell you how it's going to work. Best example I can think of of that is in Star Trek. 
the communicator, they have it. The tricorder, it's it's been invented. They I mean you name your product, your 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 gadget that they had on the original Star Trek series. You can go out and buy one for twenty nine for twenty nine dollars now anywhere in the world. So, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, Apple Watch. I mean, and my dad. Uh, worked on something like the cell phone, the communicator, and then, but the tricorder that uh, the doctor carried uh, certainly is coming. That's that's sort of where we are at this Biogen conference, which is AI to monitor all your key indicators, you know, like your creatinine C and your D dimer and all that, and, and it'll spit out the, you know, because Klaus wants to replace doctors too. So, so that's so you, you want. Got, not only will you have no money and you'll be happy, you will have no money once you will be happy, but you will have no doctor. I will be happy, and all the stakeholders shall also have no doctors. Uh, this is you do that too well. <laughs> I, I scare myself. Uh, I, I want to go just one point at a time. Sure. You said this is something that I didn't know. I mean, you're a really good journalist, George. Uh, just you're a good reporter. I did not know that Bezos's dad was also a world-class bad guy henchman. He worked on the Manhattan Project. You said grandfather, grandfather, grandfather. Yeah. So this runs in this. This runs in the family. Yeah. This this may have been planned for quite some time. This Operation Choke Point that happens here at this Biogen conference, going back. Lawrence Preston Geist is the guy's name that you're talking about who ran uh, all the hiring wasn't the, the top guy that we think of with Oppenheimer or Leslie uh, Groves, but he was the guy who did all the hiring, okay. which is probably the most important. Uh, but, but all of these things now that are happening in biology go back to the original two generations or one generation back to the people who ran uh, the Manhattan Project. Bob Malone's dad uh, worked at the Lincoln Lab, worked uh, for the CIA, uh, and so did his father-in-law. Same lab, Lincoln Lab. I think Bob Malone's dad did something with the uh, gun, the the, the gun uh, implosion or the gun uh, type of atomic bomb. And then the um, Link, uh, Jill Glasspool Malone's father also worked at the Lincoln Lab, and I can't remember, in, in radar or something. And I may have that switched and backwards, but Bob Malone says this in his own book. So, I mean, it's not a secret. But it is interesting how these older generation did all the nuclear stuff is all they're running the same operation choke points now for bio this same sort of thing happened to, to take the bomb away from the navy and get it over to the department of energy the same sort of operation choke point occurred uh, with with nuclear technology so they're just kind of rerunning their old play here and and where the where the movie it gets interesting is it tries to take you in a thousand different directions to confuse you um, I thought they would be like, hey, we did this with nukes. Now we're doing it with bios. I thought they, that would be where the movie went. But apparently the movie goes off in all kinds of crazy directions after this launching pad gets established with the dirty laundry. So it's going to be interesting to see the movie now. So we're talking about the the, the, the film that won uh, nine Oscars last night? Nine. Everywhere, uh, all at the same time? It, everywhere, everything, all at once. Everywhere, a, a, everywhere, a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, a pandemic. Okay, so now we're at the now. Now, how does this? Uh, one more clarification. So Malone's an investor, or what is his role with Innovio Pharmaceuticals? 
Anovio is one of, uh, it's a DNA plasmid, so it's not the RNA, and it's, it's a safer, more proven technology where you put the RNA code inside a DNA, a, circ- a piece of circular DNA, and it actually holds up a lot better in the body to actually get to actually make the spike uh, versus the RNA that's in the, um, uh, the, the petroleum jelly, basically, okay. uh, doesn't really last as well. So, so it's just a competing technology, a different way of getting the code to the machine that makes the protein, the, that makes the spike. It's just a different methodology. That's an OVO. But what's interesting is there's 160 different, uh, there's 160 different vaccines now for in, in trials and there couldn't be that many i mean everybody knows that the 160 different kinds of car makers or whatever that's not a successful strategy you know you make some other kind of thing don't keep doing that and and my theory is is they want to get everybody to start in the trials under emergency authorization and then they can repurpose the drug later on so that what they're doing is sort of offering a choke point or a keyhole that everybody can come through under emergency authorization, and then they can repurpose it later later on for whatever cancer or for for whatever later. I know that's kind of a a, a subtle point, but it, it t- takes ten years to get a drug approved, and that sinks most small biotechs. Um, so if you go to these guys and you say, "Hey, we can get you through the the portal." Remember the star uh, uh, in uh, Star Trek? They had the portal. Yes. You could jump through the portal and, and leap forward <laughs> at light speed. Right, right, right. You know, that, that warp speed. This is sort of what they were doing, I, th- I think, is offering sort of that Star Trek portal saying, hey, you get your drug in here and say it's COVID. And now you're it's much easier to repurpose like they repurposed ivermectin and repurposed HCQ or they repurposed remdesivir. It's much easier to repurpose later on than it is to go through the whole cycle for if you're a startup biotech and that's where this link to silicon valley bank is going to come in how they sold these people that were all investors remember there's some this is the biotech startup bank there is no other i mean this is the lender of last resorts for for venture capital for biotech and you'll see a lot of articles about that today um so it's interesting how it was all set up to get everybody lined up in the portal. And then you go, you want to jump in the portal or not? Well, <laughs> here, here, here's Shuang Wu to convince you. And uh, there's 31 Shuang Wu's. And there's so it's 31 Shuang Wu's, right. Uh, we're yeah. on the, uh, the stream yard with a, a journalist, inv- investigative journalist, George Webb, uh, george.web at substack.com. Look at that. As I predicted, if I knew anything about human uh, nature, uh, the Dow is up 30 points. It's trading in positive territory. I told you they love bailouts. Yep. No, they're, they're looking at this going, we can spend on whatever we want. We can't lose. I, I'm going to go out and buy all kinds of stocks I wasn't going to buy Friday. I'm going to buy them all now. So this is totally, uh, totally to be expected here, as as this 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 kind of conspiracy just just starts to vomit itself all over the place. So George writes now. Right now, financial journalists are writing nonsensical articles about a blank, uh, a bank full of ego-driven bazillionaires that just collapsed by investing in the most solid, risk-free place a bank can put money: U.S. Treasury bonds. But just like the D.C. press, they have invested absolutely zero effort in researching the actual depositors 
in the Silicon Valley Bank, which has been a millionaire's bank since. So who is invested then? So you say that they haven't done any investigation. You must have done some. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, number one. Number one. Uh, number one. And that's uh, why he comes up in the article. Okay, now I make the connection, okay? Yep. Yeah. Jeff Bezos and Alexa, the company they bought, and I can't remember uh, the, the Silicon Valley guy who came up with Alexa, but he also came up with the Internet Archive. Um, and a lot of really great uh, products, you know, the whole idea of the Internet Archive kind of led to the World Wide Web, um, if you will, and and really great products. And, and Alexa was always this human uh, interface to computers. They call it a human computer interface. And the Lincoln Lab, the reason why this was run, this Operation Choke Point, if you will, was run at the Lincoln Lab is they've been doing AI and I've been following them my whole career for human computer interface. But what they were trying to do, that's known as weak AI. Okay. Because the human voice pattern is fairly simple uh, with all the digital signal processors and so forth to, to, to break apart and say, oh, that's you know, Mike saying Steve Jobs versus George saying Steve Jobs or, or just recognizing the word Steve Jobs. But it's very much harder. It's you need much stronger AI to interpret, like, let's say, this picture that you see of me to know that, oh, that's a book called World War DARPA. That's a book called Less Tragedy, More Hope. That's a book called uh, Text Med. To know it's a book and then to know it's a title of a book is much stronger AI than me saying, Alexa, turn the lights off. Okay. If you get what I mean, I do. But, but what these people were doing was going all the way to the top, which is saying, not only is the AI strong enough to do that, and now AI does that, like Google Photos and stuff will bring you back and say, show me all my books. It'll bring back those, those books. But now it can do drugs. It can design drugs. And maybe they didn't, Domain was supposed to prove this. And Domain is the reason, right, that they're running this program that they knocked down ivermectin because Domain didn't come up and say ivermectin was good. Domain didn't say um, uh, hydroxychloroquine. H yeah, HCQ was good. It said Pepsid AC. So Bob Malone wrote a book, actually at this conference about how he self-diagnosed himself and he diagnosed himself with Pepsid AC, famotidine. And he had another guy that he was associate with for the last 10 years, a DARPA guy named Michael Callahan, who was also doing human trials on famotidine at the same time, right? So it looked like the computer spit out the magic answer. Because I got this guy who's been doing 10 years of trials or at least some number of months of trials. And they came up with famotidine. And guess what? The magic machine from, from MIT came up with famotidine. It works. So it created this mass formation psychosis at the, at the event, at the Biogen event, that this was the future. Right? And I think they, they had a convincer with the girls. And the pants, but, <laughs> the laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just in case you didn't believe the domain, here's... Here's some laundry. And it really is dirty laundry. The whole movie of uh, Everywhere at Once, All at Once, is about dirty laundry. Uh, this, this is just incredible. Okay, so then the uh, one of the primary investment strains that Silicon Valley Bank is investing in, like, for example, they gave $5 billion, we now know, uh, to a climate change initiative because Biden asked them to. That's lot for a bank just to be throwing five billion dollar checks around. 
uh, is it, it, it should be shock, kind of shocking to people. Uh, people forget what a billion dollars is. Well, take a pallet of $20 bills stacked to make a million dollars. A thousand pallets is a billion. So you need 5,000 pallets. You're going to need a warehouse the size of one of those Amazon warehouses to store this stuff. That's, that's the kind of money you're talking about here. Uh, you know, I was reading a story today by a guy that's running for president that I never even heard before. His name is... I think it's Jones. No, 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 no. This, um... Vivek Ramasaway. Oh. SVB doesn't deserve a taxpayer bailout. And he's where I got this. And he sounds like an insider. Where he wrote about this. And he says... Either SVP, either SVP was incompetent, or this is a case of moral hazard, taking excessive risk and expecting political favors and bailouts. Turns out uh, SVB's real hedge was to curry favor with Biden. In 2022, SVB publicly committed $5 billion in sustainable finance and carbon neutral operations to support a healthier planet. Uh, SVB's 2022 ESG report list a litany of cross-function working groups, including a sustainable finance group. So it sounds to me like this is woke investment that's not going to return money for anyone. This is a this is just taking money and transfer. It's a wealth transfer. This is a massive wealth transfer scheme. So is that what you're uncovering here with the AI that Malone is, is promoting now? A, a, a lot more. Okay. <laughs> uh, the five billion is more just for party funds, not party funds. Party but funds, <laughs> but for these guys to meet and travel expenses and so forth. Uh, so it's all done under the uh, guise of doing uh, woke uh, seminars around the world. But it's it's to move. It's a traveling roadshow to pitch this technology, uh, and then the forty billion is the slug that is at the bank that Peter Thiel had control of. Uh, there's going to be a couple of intermediaries here. I've identified them in my sub stacks. So it, they're not going to be the, the guys to do it, you know, uh, all the individual investments. But when the big chunk of money is moved out that causes the bank collapse, that's Peter Thiel, who is also a member of the PayPal mafia. All these guys go back to the PayPal mafia, which is the CIA's control of all the, the money startups in Silicon Valley. Uh, Peter Almond. I didn't know that there was a PayPal mafia. Oh yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Silicon Valley. <laughs> There's a PayPal mafia. Peter Thiel's in it. Uh, Omidar, who started the Intercept, um, one had PayPal. They were both customers of mine, and you always hate to see your customers merge. PayPal merged with eBay. Yeah, and, right, and then, right. And then you only get one customer. I had two before then, but then they went down to one. <laughs> Um, I but, thought Glenn Greenwald started the Intercept. He's their key rep investigative reporter okay, for, right. for Pierre uh, Omidar. And they fired him. I mean, ultimately threw him under the bus and uh, told him you can't report that. James O'Keefe. As soon as James O'Keefe touched the third rail of Boston Consulting Group and this whole operation, this whole choke point, Operation Choke Point. Boom, he was so gone. This, so, George, this is what makes sense. I'm, I'm, we're tying, I have some synergy here in tying these interviews together. This is why they had to get rid of O'Keefe. This is why the board at Project Veritas had to get James O'Keefe had to be got gone. I wonder if they're going to try to shut him up with a non-compete. 
Um, I don't know. Um, you know, Bain Capital, if for your research. That's Romney. That's Romney. Yes. It was Romney. Yeah. Well, he started at Boston Consulting. Then he went to Bill Bain, came from oh, Boston Consulting. Oh, these bastards. They're all, and they're all. I, I knew that Romney was in on all this. So where, how does Bain figure in? Bain managed all of the uh, Lear Inc. So things that you should be leery about and you shouldn't put ink to. All the Lear Inc. investments were managed. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think they were called it Lemming, but they said <laughs> nobody's going to put any money in it if we call it Lemming. So, so they, 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 it's Lear Inc. Things you should be leery about and not ink. It was it, Bain managed this, and the, and specifically they managed this forty billion dollar nut that was in the uh, in the bank of the two hundred billion, and they managed it into into Boston Investments. And I think what happened. Look at Anovio, Bob Malone. That stock was at thirty, then it went to one. Um, another one, Icosavax I here in Seattle or out in Seattle, went from forty to six. I mean, they all tanked. So they had to, but they needed a $40 billion slug to convince everybody that they should take their, all their companies and drop the old technology and move to this new mRNA technology, which they did. This, the, the big shift that's happened here is everybody's thrown away all the old equipment and moved to the new stuff. That was the idea of the operation, I think, at the end of the day. So, so everything you're seeing with Silicon Valley Bank is kind of like stagehands moving the scenery around. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's really an operation. And, and the first clue would be the fact that uh, Greg, the guy who ran Silicon Valley Bank, was also running the San Francisco Fed up until Friday. Now, now this is not stuff that you just sat down on Saturday morning and decided to write. You've been covering this for decades. You had that the kind of knowledge and info that's in this. Only someone who, to use a vulgar phrase, who knew where the bodies was buried, as you have, uh, would, okay, yeah, that guy, uh, would would be able to put all this together. Uh, Greg Becker, yeah. okay. Yeah, Greg Becker. So, I mean, yes, I mean, I, I was in Silicon Valley during, I remember when they, they came up with the bank, I remember the CEO, my CEO, telling stories about how they had the, these gorgeous blondes coming out, and they had little, every time they would write something down, a note for you, it would be on a little silver tray and an embroidered card, and the, the beautiful, uh, uh, you know, Giselle-like model would come out and give it to you on this office dripping with art and leather and so forth. It was always a millionaire's bank right from the beginning. Um, and when Bain got in there, I said, oh, oh, I know this. I know this story before. Because I'd seen Bain in the Midwest. They'd gone in, taken over companies. They put somebody in on the board to help them, you know, turn the company around. They, they killed they Cabela's. Yeah. They killed that whole town. Killed that whole town. Take all the money, uh, load it down with debt based on the pension fund, then steal all the pension fund money and let the shell collapse on, in and on itself. And that's Bain. As soon as I saw Bain getting in the Silicon Valley Bank, I said, oh, this could be trouble. <laughs> and it was. It, it is truly amazing. that Why hasn't the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes or any of these other supposedly uh, papers of record and all the investigative journalists and I mean the the post has Bezos's money at its disposal here. Why haven't they? Why don't they know about this relationship between Mitt Romney or Mitt for brains as I call him, Romney and Bain Capital and and the evil that they've done? You know how you know how I learned about uh, Bain's evil. Ron mm. Paul told me. Mm. Ron Paul told me in 2012 when he was running against Romney. You know he would say, 
This guy is not who you think he is. You know, Ron Paul would say, Google Bain Capital and Mitt Romney and see what you come up with. And he was a self-made billionaire. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, no, he was a thief. He's a con man. His son is his son is in with Pelosi, is in with Devin Archer, is in with Hunter Biden. They're all in that money laundering and pedo ring in Ukraine and weapons factories or whatever the hell else that they have going on there. They're all in this together, which is why the the, the Ukrainian war against Putin. All right, we're gonna get off the subject here. I want to keep this at a, at a tight hour, so and we'll do another one. Deal. Yeah, we'll do but you yeah, have sure. to tell me. But you have to tell me. You left all of us hanging, Mr. Webb. You can't do this. You posted something. Here, let me let me pull it up. Oh, uh, uh, you'll you'll remember. You posted something about a secret phone. Here it is. Secret phone that was dropped into your hand and surveillance balloons. My six-year struggle to tell the market people about spy sats and spy balloons. So you don't know this, but I read your piece on air, and I'm going like, all right, I'm going to have to call George, and I forgot, because you can't leave me hanging. You end it basically at the end without answering <laughs> the question. Are, are you saying that at that World Series game, those people got sprayed with nanobots? No, 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 no. Okay, uh, that's, I misunderstood. Okay. okay, first, no bots. I, I, I went to the Lieber trial, and they were trying to get to bots, but they're not at bots yet. They're, okay. The, nanoparticles, absolutely. Virus-like particles, Bob Malone, absolutely, last 20 years. But self-assembling, yes. But intelligent self-assembling, no. But what, what, where I was going, I used, I was at the World Series in Washington 2019, where the Nationals won, and I said, hey, this would be the perfect type of place that you would use a virus-like particle because the idea was the uh, Ukrainian billionaire Kolomoisky, you could put out various particles that did the effects of viruses and your body would react to them not normally by just causing inflammation, but by thinking they're viruses and they've run into them before, they would actually create a special antibody, a signature. Okay, if I had a library of 20,000 of these different virus like particles and you have to Google virus like particles, but basically it's a like a Tootsie Roll. It's a it's it's not real on the inside, but it's real on the outside. It looks to your body like it's a real virus, but on the inside, it's smaller and it doesn't have any genetic information. Okay. All right. Uh, so the Icosavax and other places, Bob Malone's got patents in this and, and so forth. But the idea was is that by just by spraying one of the 20,000 different spikes, your body would come up with one of 20,000 different antibodies and would sort of be a way of mapping where terrorists had been, right? If I sprayed a certain spike in Tora Bora, they would have that antibody. If I sprayed this other thing in some other part, Kandahar, they would have that antibody. And you could, just by looking at somebody's blood, if you, if you captured them, you could see all the places they'd been. And, and if you had a camp x-ray, you could see where everybody's been. You could figure the whole network out. So it, it's, it's counterintuitive, but these virus-like particles actually can have the terrorists testify against themselves through their own antibodies without even interrogating. Okay, so... Uh, all right, you say you're all over uh, Shifty Adam Shift, that melonhead criminal, um, with this company that he is a partner in, which should be illegal. 
He's a, he's, a, he's a stockholder or he's a partner in some foreign company that actually makes spy baroons, as I call them, spy baroons, because we're the Chinese spy baroons. The spy baroons. And then you link him with this guy in this... Uh, uh, Astrodeck. Uh, yeah, Astrodeck. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and, and, and now, this is a member of the House of Representatives running for the United States Senator. Why, why doesn't anyone know about this? Uh, it's out there. It's uh, the name of the company is Eros A E R O S. It was used by Mike Flynn a lot in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's a surveillance balloon that also has the ability of flying over a battlefield and sprinkling uh, virus-like particles to raise infections in the enemy. It's sort of like I said before to to sort of mark the enemy, if you will. Um, and that's what he does with Ukraine. Uh, this company is is his company. There's a dinner I, when I was in Washington. They hosted at Pastor Neck's house. Adam Schiff was there. They also make M4 carbines for NATO. They wanted all these countries that were in Eastern Europe to get off of the AK-47, even though it was a tried and true, and move over to the M4, uh, which is the shortened version of the M16, so that they could sell the NATO uh, munitions manufacturers could sell the NATO ammunition, uh, and so. They also do that. Eros also is in that business with Adam Schiff and Pasternak are in that business as well. So I wrote a book about that. It's not on the shelf, uh, but it's called um, Adam Schiff's Worst Nightmare, that this information would come forward. That he's alive is a, wor- is a worst nightmare. <laughs> That's our worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. No, 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 let me see if I understand this. You're saying on February the 5th, 2023, that was not a spy balloon. That was a slow descent satellite testing this technology out that an LEO satellite can leave orbit and safely orbit and safely return to Earth so it could be repaired, I guess. Well, you want to collect the uh, intelligence. Sometimes uh, they're because of clouds or because of transmission distances. There's latency involved. If you're if you have a missile situation, let's say I'm painting, I'm a special forces guy and I'm painting a tank. If you go bounce to a satellite, that's 23,000 miles out and 23,000 miles back. You may want to only go up 60 miles quick, quick. Um, And that's where they were using these in an operation called Operation Blackjack. Okay, so but then what happens when they start falling back into Earth orbit and right around the 52 kilometer mark to around 58 kilometers? That's where you see these things needing a heat shield where they start burning up. Right. You know, you've all seen the movie where Apollo 13 is going to skip off into the atmosphere. Right. If it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, they have this cross parachute that slows it down enough so that it doesn't burn up and then it becomes a weather balloon. So it, it's kind of like a butterfly, a caterpillar that kind of turns into a butterfly. It's it's spy mission is the same taking pictures. But as it gets closer and closer to Earth, it's recording a lot of really valuable information um, like how many cars you have? Uh, did you build an addition onto your house? Did you build a, a wheelchair ramp onto your house uh, because you had COVID or some kind of long COVID? Um, you know, on and on. Did you go to the doctor when the last time we sprayed? You know, all, all kinds of things um, or, or dusted. So, so there's a lot of secret programs that happened. The, the gist of the article is there's a lot of secret stuff that happened in Iraq and Afghanistan that's now being brought here by the Department of Homeland Security. The Lincoln Lab that Bob Malone works with and then this Lily Lee is doing all this technology for Homeland Security. 
So it's it. I, I don't. I shine a light on it because I I don't think people know about it. But everything's cross referenceable, and I I try to put the the sources all along the way as I go. Okay, so why then did someone who was purporting to be an advisor to Joe Biden drop an encrypted BlackBerry to you in 2017? You know, it, it starts off like a Tom Clancy book. <laughs> I, well, I had a witness, and um, I made a film that night with the BlackBerry, and then I made a film the next day with the BlackBerry, uh, Senate Sergeant of Arms BlackBerry, and and it's basically what I just said. It's it's a it's a program uh, for surveillance for Iraq, and, and not just Iraq and Afghanistan, but also the Arab Spring and, and military technology, basically being used on the people of the United States. Uh, this book right here, uh, oops, sorry, right there, um, Rock Island Virus I see it. Um, and Heavy Metal Virus are both about using virus-like particles as a track and trace capability for tracking the American people. And if you look at the balloon pattern, it even makes sense. It kind of goes from Montana, red states, all the way to South Carolina. It's just kind of like a red Nike swoosh across America, you know. And it's it's, it's weapons. They're, what they're really afraid of is weapons. And uh, you know, the spotted tailed deer uh, also got COVID and they only move a mile, you know, uh, outside of where they're originally born. That's right. <clears throat> but if your car goes to uh, within a mile of that and you have several cars going there, you're probably going somewhere to hunt. And those are the people they really want to track because those are people who know how to shoot. Um, and so you can use a spy balloon for a lot of things, but the number one thing is hunting the hunted. Um, those are the ones that DHS is the most concerned about is the people who do hunting because they can shoot. So this is go. just, just, uh, it, it, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> I, 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 I have people have been pitching me for 20 years on this thing called geoengineering. And I, and I always say they can control the weather. They do. Uh, I suppose if you had the, the right chemical stuff, and you fly at a high enough altitude and you you know you make the cloud that in a limited environment that you could uh, alter uh, just this is chemistry 101 it's what you what, what you know I, I can understand the principle behind it but I never thought that now when I look at them, up at them and I go like okay well why does it spread out like that because when the plane flies by you you I mean you see it making the trail but it doesn't make the 10 mile wide one and then i think well what if it's what if it's like with junk bond uh, greg carpenter one of our uh, former hosts said what if there's nanoparticle particles in that thing so uh, some of this now because we asked the question about the spotted tail deer i'm like well how in the hell did the spotted tail deer test positive for covid using a, a pcr or an antigen test um and i pro th thought at the time we thought at the time that well, then it must be being spread through through some kind of way through animals. I didn't even think that it was on cars or hunters, and that they had carried it into the wild, and that uh, uh, <laughs> that's where the deer got it from. Never made that connection, but now that makes logical sense. Which now this um, this this surveillance from the sky sort of thing, which again Hollywood has already told us that they do this. You know, you had the Shia LaBeouf movie. You had the other one where uh, you have the old Gene Hackman movie, Enemy of the State with Denzel. 
They've been telling us that they've been spying on us from the from the satellites for, in, in movies forever. Um, uh, there, there's no doubt. No doubt. No doubt on this. And like, if you think of a gun range, it's the perfect place to watch cars coming and going and then seeing where they go. It's just fundamentals spying 101 that if you're in power and you are you feel the people with weapons i I have never owned a gun but if you people if you feel people with weapons are a threat those are the ones you're going to track first and and i can tell you from just the folks that i've uh, worked with in washington that is the focus they uh we we looked at fake gun dealerships fake gun distributorships being sent up uh, the hoarding of ammunition with Steve Feinberg, uh, with Remington. I mean, it's, it's it's all to track and trace where where is this stuff going? Got it. Um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing story. It's not as fun as the the Bill Clinton laundry. <laughs> no, and now we all have to watch the movie everywhere. Yeah, now I want to watch it because I want to see now the conspiracy. All right, uh, do you do you anticipate then if all these companies have sank this money into Silicon Valley Bank and other banks like it, and they're all invested in this mRNA, this switchover from uh, genetics, if you will, uh, almost to hardware here with the AI. Uh, it doesn't sound like this is like the uh, like the AI is going to produce results. So these pharmaceuticals may be screwed. Then I think we're going to have a rough patch. While the 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 idea is to go from something that's natural that works that's been proven you know by God in millions of years right now to something man made that's an imitation. Uh, so you're going to have a rough patch, I think, and there's going to be a transition period, but. For the startups, especially, they wanted to move the startups over so that they never saw the old technology. Wow. Uh, right. And that was why the Silicon Valley Bank was so important to move these guys over to the new technology so they wouldn't get started on the old. Because it's sort of like once you start learning one program like you on Mac, your chances of, of picking up WordPerfect now with a PC are zero to nil. None. And nil, <laughs> nil just left town, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not going to happen. So that, I think that was the that was the shift that happened, and uh, I'll, I'll be writing more about this. I wrote this one this morning just for you, though, because I, you. I thought, hey, they won the movie last night. They they're doing a movie about my thing. Here we go. So, well, they didn't tie in Don Henley's "Dirty Laundry" song, <laughs> uh, which is also a tell-all. I mean, he he that song came out in 1981. I play it all the time. Because yeah. they go like Don Henley, good old Texas boy, Don Henley, turned the news on and went, I know what these bastards are doing. I can, t- I can tell what they're up to. And the song still plays well today. Everything that's in the song still happens. I mean, the bubble-headed bleach bond does come on at five. And to your office at Silicon Valley Bank, they had these little cachet, couchettes offices, and they would come there and they close the door, the whole thing. So. It, it, there's a big story coming here with Silicon Valley Bank. We just scratched the surface. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic, and thank you. Uh, George Webb, I want you to go and subscribe to his Substack, george.webb at substack.com. Where do they find that uh, World War DARPA book besides Amazon? I don't want to get well, Bezos any more money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rewriting everything on Substack and making it free. So georgewebb.substack.com. Um as where you, you're going to get everything. And I'm going to update everything. I, all 50 books are all going to be updated and put back out on Substack for free. Okay. And, and if you want to su- help a little bit, 
buy me a coffee is where I live and I'm George Webb at, uh, or geo web at, uh, I, uh, Venmo and then George Webb at buy me a coffee. We'll buy you some coffee, brother. Okay. <laughs> All right, George, thanks for being so generous with your time, man. I, I'm going to have to digest this and I'm sure our listeners are going to have to go back and watch the tape again and go like, All right, wait a minute, slow that down. <laughs> watch the promo, watch this new movie everywhere all at once because they go right into the laundry, and then she, and then uh, Jamie C Lee Curtis says now to the Asian gal, "You have to figure out the story. How did this? How did these pants get soiled?" And then that's where it launches. Yeah, it'll be fun. Incredible. All right, God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thanks much. All right, we'll talk uh, again soon. Again, he is George Webb at Substack.com.